doing that, I was face to face with it. It was holding me by my throat. And it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's, there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. If they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages, and at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old, and at that point, it'll like religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person, I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking being. The speakers were great. The atmosphere was terrific. The brewery was fantastic. It just, uh, it all came together. I was extremely stressed about it. And it was perfect. So to each and every one of you that came out and helped support us at Bigfoot and Brews, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And now... Let's get on to tonight's guest. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please give a warm, uncomfortable welcome to Mr. Casey Neal, who hails from the fine city of Holland, Michigan. Casey, welcome to Uncomfortable. Thanks, Eric. Glad to be here. Good to have you here, my friend. So, Casey, you reached out to me. I forget what method it was. Was it email? Um, I believe, yeah, I emailed you. And you said you might have something of interest uh, to some of our uh, cryptid, uh, cryptid fans that, that tune into this program. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've found that several of my shows that I've, I, I wondered if it was enough to, to talk about. But as the conversation progressed, even though somebody may not have had a eyes on sighting of one of these things there does seem to be a very specific um set of of things that happen and instances that occur while in the presence of these things and those i think are just as interesting as the people like yeah i had one walk right out in front of me i saw it um because i think i think these things help kind of paint the picture of there are other things that you can you can be aware of situationally when you're out in the woods that may protect you may let your mind accept the fact that you know if it's telling you your body to if your body's saying get out of here and you don't understand why instead of ignoring it Maybe, maybe there's a reason too. So with that being said, if you wouldn't mind, why don't you, uh, why don't you let the listeners know what you contacted me about? Okay. I'll give it a shot here. I'll start out with a little bit of background on the place, the area where, 
where the thing happened or experience took place. Uh, it's a piece of property in the middle of the state between Blanchard and Remus. It's um, been in, well, the, the couple that I know that owns it, it's been in one end of that family for decades. And I've been going there myself since I was probably 10 years old. Uh, we would camp, we would fish out of the pond, we would hunt for mushrooms, just generally, yeah, just stick around and do kid stuff. We didn't have video games and things like that back then. So spent the majority of my lifetime outside. But uh, in all that time, we, you know, never had anything odd happen. I mean, I, I moved here in 77 to Holland, uh, but we always go back and camp a couple times a year, you know, anywhere from two to three or four times a year. And uh, it's always just been a great time. There's never been any single moment where I've experienced anything bizarre or felt watched or just, you know, it's just normal camping, normal hanging out. But uh, except for this one time about 10 years ago. And uh, uh, basically, we had gone up on our first weekend camping trip of every year has traditionally been Memorial Weekend. So whoever's going to go from whatever part of the state, we all meet up there. I rode up there with my buddy who owns the property, one of the owners. And uh, my mom went up with her camper van, and another couple we know from Bay City came over. And it was not one of the better weather weekends for Memorial Weekend in Michigan. It was a little overcast. It was chilly-ish flannel shirt, hoodie kind of weather. We had some rain, but uh, the first day, the second day started to clear up. And uh, we were out and about, we stacked some firewood that my buddy had delivered. We uh, you know, just generally messed around. Uh, had a fire cooked. We we're sitting around, we played some music. Later in the evening, we were just sitting around the fire talking and uh, having a couple beers and just creeping up close to midnight, and everybody there was anywhere from ten to twenty years older than myself. Uh, oh, so you were you were uh, with I, a, a, an older crowd, is what you're saying? Yeah, I, I well, I was fifty, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my there was my my mom's friends. They, essentially, these friends of mine were by way of my mom. They were they're her friends. I got you. So they're closer to her age, and and so again, just wasn't a. Again, just to clear it up, how many people are there um, all together? There were, let's see, there was there was a couple staying in a hired camper, my mom and her camper van, the two owners and myself, so that's six. Um, I was staying in their little off-grid cabin with the couple that owns the place. They have a loft in there, and that's where I was staying. The one couple's... Came over from Bay City, had their camper set up across from that, and my mom had her 88 Dodge camper van. I think it would be to the east of where the cabin is. Um, and getting close to midnight, people were starting to trail off and and uh, settle in. And that was the last one up. Being a young man of 50, I wasn't ready to go to bed yet, <laughs> but I, uh, I was just finishing off a hard cider and having a smoke and I was standing on the little porch of this little, little cabin they have there. And I was, the fire pit was probably 20, 30 feet away from me. And I was just watching the embers, little breeze would come across and watch the little few flames dance and the embers shift and change, you know, kind of getting a little hypnotized by it and just, Random thoughts, not thinking about anything in particular. Uh, just getting ready to head in. And uh, I heard this sound. And this is where it gets tricky for me because I have yet to find a way to articulate what I heard and how it sounded in a way that makes sense to anybody that wasn't there and nobody was. <laughs> it, uh, it sounded like a huge, I, I, I sort of used to say snort or grunt, but I'm going to say it was more like a huge, more of a grunt because it, it sounded more like an exhalation sound rather than an inhalation sound. It was a, 
this enormous grunt. Okay, I'm just going to call it that, although it's it's not even that. But that's close enough. Um, any, the thing about it any, is, I heard. Is there any chance? Can you can you mimic what you heard? I know. Well, I know in a previous. It's con- like somebody. Oh yeah, go ahead. In a previous conversation, we had you 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 mimicked the sound that you heard. And yeah, yeah. It, well, I did a piss poor job of it. <laughs> well. It, it, <laughs> Actually, you know, I mean, if you can, if you can try to do that, it might give uh, might give people a, an idea of, of what it was that you were hearing. Yeah, um, and it's it's uh, like I told you before when we talked. It's it's like the sound, the feel or vibe, if you like, that I got from the sound was somebody who's just frustrated, um, pissed off. Yeah. Uh, it was like uh, like if you walk into your favorite watering hole and some douchebag you don't like is there, and you're like, oh. It, it, but it was, it was just, just, you know, it, it just, it, it was a, it was a frustrated, irritated sound, or at least it had that feel to it to me. And it was very, and the, the sounds I just did, the, 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 I, I couldn't, I'd have to have lungs the size of a tanker truck to, to make it, Understood. you know, it's, yeah. it, but, uh, but it's, um, I was able to immediately tell the general direction from which it came, but immediately on the heels of that, it was everywhere. And it was, uh, you know, the lack, for lack of a better way to describe it, it was big, it was full, it was, it was a lot, oh man, it was like suddenly I wasn't standing out in an open kind of semi-circular field, I was suddenly in an acoustically sound room with this sound because it was, Oh, so that's all you, I heard. When you say it was everywhere, you're, you're indicating that the, the sound pretty much encompassed the area that you were standing in. Absolutely. It filled it. Interesting. It didn't echo. There was no echo that I can recall at all. It just was just, uh, uh, you know, not that it sounded like this, but like if you yank a RCA cord out of an out of an amp all the time, and it's boom, you know, it's it's this that big thump that's it makes. It's, it's, it was kind of like that. It was just suddenly, instantly, it was like having earbuds in. Okay. You know, I did, now I was standing on the little porch of this little cabin with my back to the outer wall, so maybe it reverberated off of that to some extent. But and then there was a bit of a tree, like a not quite a semicircle, but there was a partial part of it. There was a tree line around, you know, the clearing where we camp. But at one end, I guess let's see, or south. I think it would be the west to my right, at any rate is where the pond was. So that was wide open. And beyond the pond was just wide open farm fields. So, you know, we were encompassed or enclosed in, in trees. So there, there weren't, and there was a wide open sky. So how, there couldn't have been that much of, uh, you know, the acoustics weren't such that it should have sounded the way it did. Right. I've been to concerts. I've, so I've, let's, I've, let's, I've had nice let's, stereos, you know, I, I, you know, just didn't make sense. Let's, let's try to dissect that a little bit. What do you think, what do you think the, um, what do you think the component was that was creating that all encompassing, um, surround sound to, to coin a phrase? Um, <laughs> what, what do you think was the, what do you think the reasoning for that was? Well, like I said, I keep going back to it sounded, the sound was big. It came, it sounded to me like it came from something with a set of lungs that I, I can't even imagine. I mean, it, it just, you know, it, yeah. it, it was just this burst in it. So I think the sheer size of whatever it was, you know, played a part in that. That was a component at least. Um, Maybe the acoustic, I mean, it was a quiet night. There was just an occasional light breeze, you know, and it was, it was fairly clear, uh, you know, few clouds here and there, but I've seen a lot of stars, virtually no breeze though. I mean, 
you could have just about stood out in the middle of that clearing and lit a match and it wouldn't have blown out. It was just occasional little breeze would come through. So there wasn't anything to interfere with it audio wise. I mean, the closest highway was uh, 60, uh, M66, which would have been a good five, four or five miles away. Yeah. You know, so um, in, in your, I mean, I, you've got firelight at this point, right? About marginal. It was, Burning it was down. down to a few light, light little flames and a, and a lot of ember. I mean, I, that's I, it was. It was the end of the night. No one had added wood, and we were getting ready to call the night. Yeah, it had been raining, and it was a no wind, so we, I was just basically letting it, gonna let it die down on, on its own and save the coals to start it up the next day. You know, type of deal. So there was minimal. Minimal light from the fire. I had no flashlight on or lantern. I didn't need that. I mean, you could see. I mean, I could see this. I could see the camper across from me. I could see my mom's camper van. I could see everything. You know, I, I don't think I could read a newspaper by the light, the ambient light that was there. But do you, I, do I could you remember see that, that area? Do you remember anything uh, extraordinary about how your body felt when you heard it? Well, I. I, it jolted me. I, I froze. I was, I had a, I had a bottle of hard cider in one hand, you know, or, or reds or something like that. And I was, I was having one more smoke before I called it a night. So smoke in one hand, beverage in the other, typical camping gear. And, uh, and I was standing there and just lost in thought, thinking about nothing really in particular. And when that happened, I, I jerked. I, I, I didn't jump or, I didn't yell, or, but I, I did, you know, I kind of stopped. Yeah. And, uh, and I, uh, I, you know, it's like, what the hell is that? Because that's just not a sound I've ever heard there. I mean, I've heard loons, I've heard foxes scream over there, I've heard coyotes, you know, all over. There's all that kind of stuff around there. Um, and I've lived in Michigan forever. I've been out outdoors in one form or another. The only animal in this state that I haven't seen in the wild is a moose. And I've heard most of them, you know. Yeah. It, it wasn't any, it wasn't anything, it, 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 it by no means was it a deer snoring. Uh, but that far away, I, I'm guessing here, I sent you some Google map pictures of, of roughly where I thought the sound came from. Right, yeah. That far away from where I was standing, and I marked that too. Um, even if a deer grunted, even if I mean snorted, like even if it was a good-sized buck, it you you'd hear it, you go, oh, you know, you'd know, but you would you would pinpoint the direction, and you it wouldn't be all that shocking. This was just so all-encompassing that it, it just froze me for a second. Yeah, and I uh, and I stood there and. I was locked down to that direction. Um, I, I don't know what the hell I thought I was going to see because the tree line beyond that was that was a black that was a black wall. I mean, was, that's old growth pine and oak, and and uh, you know it, that might as well have been a wall. I mean, you can't see into that. But I think I was just looking in the direction because I was focused on trying to hear anything, and I didn't. I didn't hear. It didn't make another vocalization. Uh, I didn't hear it move. I mean, that whole area in there, you can't walk through there in broad daylight when you can see without making noise. It's full of dead branches and twigs. And sure. There are, there are smaller trees that didn't make it because the older growth is, you know, stolen the sunlight, so they fall. And there's just, it's crunchy. You walk through there, you're going to crunch. You know, I mean, short of a squirrel maybe, but... Uh, and I stood there, and I finished my cider and my smoke, and I and I continued to stand there for. That's probably from the initial sound on. I, I probably hung out for a good ten minutes and just listened intently. And I, aside from a distant car way out on sixty six, and whatever little bit of breeze there was, I didn't hear. I didn't hear any movement over there. I. Um, I was waiting to hear a twig snap or something. I mean, yeah, it's possible whatever it was just stayed there and outweighed me because I didn't stay out there a very long time. But 
while I was standing there listening, and what really gave me the heebie-jeebies wasn't, I mean, I think more than the sound itself, the part that really freaked me out when it occurred to me is that from spring on till fall there, there are frogs in that pond oh, yeah. that chirp all from dusk till dawn. <laughs> it's yeah. a nonstop course, and then you throw in the crickets, and it's just a steady, you know, you know, I mean, if you've been out sure. in, in the wild, in the woods of any kind, you, you know what I'm talking about. And it, it's, it's incessant, but it just kind of comes into the background when you're doing stuff. So I wasn't even thinking about that. But as I'm listening and I'm, I'm so ultra focused on trying to hear any little sound in that direction, it finally dawns on me. All of those critters are silent. There isn't a, there isn't a frog chirping. There isn't a cricket, cricket or whatever the hell they, that noise is they make. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, they, there was, there was no, literally no sound. Like the, I mean, it wasn't like I was in a vacuum. I mean, there was whatever light breeze I could hear yeah. the air around me or whatever. But it, there were those, those, all of those. I mean, put it, put it this way: when they're when you're out messing around by the pond fishing, they don't shut up. If you take a big rock and throw it in there and spruce it in the pond, they'll shut up for a second. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, that's and then right those little buggers go right back to it. You know, the business as usual. They, these, they just went silent the whole time I stood out there. Probably from the time that grunt happened until who knows how long. I mean, when I turned to go in, they were still silent. I, it wasn't very long after I realized that that was going on or not going on, conversely. That's about when I decided it was time for me to go in the cabin. So initially, That's when I got spooked. Initially, what's going through your head? I mean, is is book, Bigfoot the first thing that pops into your head? Are you saying, you know, what? You know no. this I, is just... Nothing, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I don't know how many people out there are going to believe it, but that, is, that didn't even come to mind. I, nothing. I, all, all that came to mind was, what the hell is it? I mean, uh, your, your brain automatically goes through its little random access memory and tries to put a name to things. That's, that's what it does. You know, right. What, what the, see something weird or, or hear something weird, your brain wants to name it. And I, that's what I was doing. I you know, wasn't even subconscious at that point. I was consciously trying to think of what the hell that could have been. That's why I was hoping it almost that it would make the sound again. Maybe I could give it a better idea, I guess. But, but no, I didn't, I wasn't thinking it. I, I didn't think Bigfoot. I didn't think anything. I, 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 instead of thinking what it was, I was wondering what the hell it was. I knew what it wasn't. I know all the things it wasn't, <laughs> but I don't know what it was. You know, you, I have to, I have to interject this because you, you've said a number of things now throughout this short interview that takes me back to another interview of mine from a woman who was camping in the Unitaw Basin. Um, out on the uh, Ginnawaka Ranch territory. Well, no, it was you, on the you went to Basin uh, on the it was in the basin, but it was on the border of Utah and um, man, I'm drawing a blank now. What is on the other on the other side of it? <laughs> that's gonna make oh, me, don't worry, me. That's gonna make me. I, I can't stupid. help you. I'm geographically <laughs> inclined, um, but regardless, <laughs> um, she had a very similar experience in that what she heard was something that um, just started to crash through the trees around her campsite. And she said it made, it made a circle around uh, from the front of her around the side behind the camper back around and, you know, pretty much made a full circle in, in a, just a matter of a couple of seconds, humanly impossible uh, to get around that far. And absolutely, you know, the, the thing that strikes me as odd about it is I think her, I think her experience happened, you know, four or five years ago and that she wet herself. Uh, she was with another lady and a couple of, uh, a couple of their kids. Um, 
She literally wet herself because it was so terrifying. She didn't know what it was. She no shame in that. Never saw anything. Uh, the the firelight from the campfire basically lit up the edge of the tree line that was surrounding them, but couldn't see anything into it. Um, they ran into the camper. They locked camper doors. The next morning, they didn't pack anything. They just literally opened up the doors to the camper, threw everything in that they could, packed the truck up, hooked the camper up, and took off. I seconds. can't recommend a better plan of action. Seconds. <laughs> Mere seconds. And and it has affected her to the point where her family will do a camp out every year in the Manistee National Forest, here on Manistee National Forest. She yep. will go for the day, but she will not camp out. She will drive into town and stay at a hotel because she will not stay in the woods at night. That's she understandable. Has, she has PTSD walking down the road that she lives on when she gets to an area that is a, a wooded lot. She does not like to walk past yeah. anything in the woods. Now, I guess what I'm getting at is what you experienced, what would you say all told, how long of a duration of time did this this experience have that you had? How long did it take? You mean the, the actual occurrence? Yeah. I mean, the actual sound, it was like, a, I don't even think it was a second. Maybe a half a second. It was just, whoa. And please, everybody out there, that's a, just a shit job of imitating this thing. But it's, I'm trying to give you the idea of the length of time. It was just a, however long it would take, like, an old guy sits down, you know, you know the, it was, it's just a, a burst of sound a millisecond and you know it was the amount of time afterward that 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 uh, things continued to be weird but the, the the sound itself that started everything it was just like a flash and how long has that event stayed with you well that's where we're gonna get into another little odd bit is that the next day when i got up you know, I mean, I went inside and I was still thinking about it. I, I, I planned on brushing my teeth out on the porch because they, they have solar. It's an off-the-grid place, but you, we, we bring in our water because they don't have a well sunk yet. So my plan was when I finished my smoke and my beverage to stand out there and I had a jug of water. I was going to brush my teeth. And I had my shaving kit out. And once it dawned on me that I wasn't even hearing crickets or frogs anymore, that everything had gone silent and... Uh, I got pretty deeply spooked. I was I was freaked out at that point, and I just turned around. So I didn't even do that. I uh, and I went to bed. But we had a busy day. Like I said, we had been stacking firewood and all this and that. So when I finally did go to bed, it wasn't very long before I was out. Like light. I mean, short of this thing coming up, whatever it was, and banging on the walls, I, I was going to sleep. But the next day, when I got up, it was business as usual. I had completely forgotten about it. I don't, don't ask me how, but I had, I, I, it was not in my mind whatsoever. Um, and that may explain why nobody else heard it. Maybe they did too and don't remember it either. I don't know that, that you know, dipping a toe into the woo pod there a little bit on that. I don't know, but all I know is the next day I, didn't tell anybody, not because I didn't want to or didn't think they believed me. I didn't tell anybody that I was camping with because I didn't remember. It was not until several months later that I remembered it because the couple that owns that property also now live here in Holland. And I was over visiting with them and the, 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 the husband, they're not really married. They're calm. They've been together for a hundred years. But anyway, the guy, we were sitting out out back of the house, having a beer, and uh, he got talking about something he was doing about at the property. He was planning on going there, and that's when it hit me. That's when it like crashed back in on me. And you know, all of a sudden, I remembered everything, and I told him. And he was not nearly as impressed as I had hoped he would be. <laughs> he, he he didn't scoff. He didn't roll his eyes, but he more or less his reaction was, "Huh, that's weird." 
I'm like, if that's weird, that's it? That's all you've got? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. It was months, months before I, before it actually came back. And, and, and I know it wasn't a dream. I wasn't sleeping. I was standing outside. I've been outside all damn day. Yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't dream this. And I, you know, I, people know I was the last one up and I always, almost always am. And, uh, yeah, it's just weird how it didn't, it just went away. It's like, was that, I, I don't, I, I don't feel like I was so traumatized that I blocked it. I was freaked out. I was, I was, I was very freaked out. I mean, it was, that was spooky. I mean, the hairs on my neck went up when I realized, you know, how silent it had gotten. I, I was definitely spooked, but I yeah. wasn't traumatized. It wasn't like that poor woman you were just talking about. I, you know, I went to bed with dry pants on, um, and I went to sleep rather quickly. I mean, very, you know, I, I was out. But to not remember that, but, but he, when he started talking about his property and uh, going up there and maybe, I don't remember, some, something he was going to go up there and do. And in my mind, I automatically envisioned the property because I've been there so many hundred times. And that's when it came slamming back to me. And holy shit. That's right. And then, then I told him. And then I told my mom, because she was there later on, not that same day. And uh, she was kind of, oh, well, that's really weird. And, you know, who knows what that could be? But she was also kind of, huh. And Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if me, it were you, you would be a lot more worked up about it. <laughs> Give me but, something uh, here. You know, I was kind of pissed off in a way. So, so I'm like, oh, screw this. So I did tell my brother. He thought it was really cool. He was he was intrigued by it. He was a, had a little more of a reaction than them, but uh, he's a little more open to that stuff. But but that's it. Those are the only three people I told up until we talked about it because it didn't. It was very disappointing to talk about. It. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that many people that are all that into it anyway. So it just wasn't worth my while. Right. You know. Well, you know, I mean, but yeah. It's just to me, it's just really weird because I. I literally forgot all about it. It was just like it was any other night camping when I got up the next day. It wasn't in my mind. Any, it wasn't anywhere in my mind at the time. Yeah, now if that was me, I don't think that I probably would have slept a wink that night. That would You would think that. You would think that that's odd. That because you know. I only turned my back long enough to look back to see where the doorknob on the cabin door was when I went in. I had my eyes glued to that area. I I did my best to back my way into that cabin. I I was freaked. Now, have you, you ever know, that have, was, have you ever looked into what are the um, what are the natural wildlife that uh, take up residence in that area? Predominantly deer. Um, there are foxes. Uh, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of uh, um, pant-soiling moments, I had a buddy of mine come up there camping with me one time, and uh, a fox screamed in the middle of the night while we were out by the fire, and his eyes, I thought they were going <laughs> to literally fall out of his head. What the hell was that? And then right after that, a barred owl or, 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 or a hoot owl hooted, and he was just, he was just, uh, <laughs> he was utterly just terrified for a minute until I explained to him. But, yeah. but there are foxes. Um there are a lot of deer. Uh, I honestly never seen, or the only time I ever heard even anyone mention seeing bear tracks near, near a different lake close to there was back when I was 10 or 11 and I lived there. Uh, not many bear. There are bear. I'm sure there are some around, but we've camped there for decades now. Um, nothing, not so much as a wreck. What county uh, is this? I, I'm pretty sure it's Isabella. It's, Isabella. It's, it's it's near it's it's near Wheatland County. Like I said, it's it's between Blanchard and, and Remus. Those would be the two towns you could say. It's, it's between. It's kind of the middle of the state. And, we, and uh, when you when you first well, contact, I'm pretty sure it's Isabella County. When you first contacted me about this, we uh, we took a look at the uh, BFRO website. And for that, for that county, um, there have been four official reports. Um, I don't think anything uh, that recent 
I think maybe the last official report with the BFRO was, I believe, what, 2012? Yeah, that's what you said the other day, yeah. So, you Which know, is pretty recent, fairly recent. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the big picture, actually it is. Um, when did you, when did you kind of, when did you start going down the rabbit hole that, that this was something that, well, um, when, well, that night, I mean, I was already going, it's not this and it's not that. Uh, Have you ever heard of beer, uh, a beer? Have you ever heard of beer? Have you ever heard a, (laughs) ice cold? (laughs) Have you ever heard a a, a deer snort? You know, like a Bach or a Dell? Absolutely. I, I, one time when I was a kid and lived there, I would take a shortcut through the woods to cut over onto the railroad tracks to walk into town if I didn't feel like riding my bike and uh, go see my buddies that lived in in town. And uh, one time I was walking along and and kind of were looking down, watching where I was going because there's these little bit uneven ground. It was, most, it was basically a big open kind of field with tall weeds or grass and some trees around. But, and uh, I startled a doe. Uh, it, I had been downwind from it, so it didn't catch my scent. And I got probably 15 feet from this thing. She was grazing. And we both saw each other at the same time. She brought her head up and she let out that snort. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And, uh, and bolted, turned and bolted off into the tree line. And, uh, you know, it was really cool. I was, thought it was the most awesome thing ever. But I, I heard loud and clear that grunt. And it wasn't that. It wasn't, it wasn't loud enough. It wasn't full enough or big enough to be that. And I also, my dog and I accidentally startled a buck one time right in that same area. And it, it made that sound. But it, it, it's, a, it's an impressive sound. Yeah. Uh, but it's... Uh, but it's not enough to explain this. It just isn't. I don't care what anybody says. It just this wasn't that. And just the the, the, the limited bear population around there. I mean, even a bear couldn't do that. I mean, they, they, they make grunts. They make weird noises. I've heard those. But this wasn't that. This just wasn't. Um, you know, and like I said, we... All the years we camped there, we've never even had a raccoon come in and mess with any of our stuff. Yeah. Generally, you know, there have been times where you leave a cooler sitting out closed and nothing ever gets into it. Well, you know, you know I, I, yeah. I myself have been to um, zoos. I've been to a, um, a bear rescue up in the upper, uh, upper peninsula. And, you know, you don't have to walk around the bear enclosure very long before you hear one let go with a, a pretty good uh, roar. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and it's loud. You no, know, even a black bear can make some noise. I mean, yeah, it. I mean, it's loud, but it's not. It's not anything like what you're describing, uh, encompass, no. encompassing an entire area. And the other thing about it is that you know you think about the fact that the couple that came over from Bay City brought their pit bull with them, a year old year old pit bull. My mom had a Rottweiler. And I had brought my, at the time I had, a Siberian Husky yellow lab mix. So there were three dogs there. Yeah. Three dogs that all during the day were roaming around and playing and messing around and it, within a little ways into that, those trees, that, that whole wooded area. You know, they were all fairly well trained and ne- never went far, but they're all up in there. You know, no, they were, you know they're going to the bathroom and they're, they're rooting around. So there's dog scent everywhere there's humans said there'd been activity for now two days there was still a little bit of a fire so the smoke smells in there most animals even black bears and most things are really quiet and they, they feel comfortable with it not uncomfortable <laughs> um they'll uh they won't approach that kind of situation not as a rule you know right so so i mean we like i said we've never even had raccoons come in and mess with with food or, or getting the thing. So I don't think not only did this sound, not only did none of these animals that I know and that are, are or might be in the area explain the sound, but that just given the conditions, I don't think they would have approached. 
I don't think they would have got that. I think they would have given it a fairly wide berth, moved around it. Yeah. So when did you, know, you when did you start to put uh, two and two together and come up with possibly Bigfoot? Uh, because <laughs> I didn't have any other. There wasn't anything else. I mean, I'm not saying it was that. You know, yeah. I, I didn't see it. I, I, but I, you know, I just like I've heard other people say on other podcasts, probably yours as well. I don't know what it was, but I know damn well what it wasn't. You know, and that's those are those are almost verbatim the words that came out of Angel's mouth when she was talking about her experience uh, in the yeah. in in the you know She said, "I don't know what it was, but I know what it wasn't. I know a human yeah. can't move like that." Yeah, and they can't make a sound. Nobody was pranking me. You know, there's a there's a couple hundred yards away. There's people that live on the other side of the road, down down on the sort of in a little gully area. Yeah. Uh, then there's another house, another few hundred yards away. Uh, beyond that, it's all past the other side of the pond on this property. It's all open farmland, and uh, and, and where there isn't farmland, there's woods. So there's only two houses in there. Closest one's probably at least a couple hundred yards away. And these are older folks that live in the one that's across the road. They're not. How would they crank that? What did they do? Sneak, figure out when we were going to be there, go in ahead of time, wire up, you know, this elaborate surround sound speaker system hidden in the bushes and then get a <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Wait till it was just me out there. I, I mean, yeah. that's that sort of an explanation is far more ridiculous than the idea of some, some creature, you know? Right. Uh, you know, I, I, Bigfoot makes more sense to me than that. Absolutely. You know, I, <laughs> it's uh, it's just like I said. There's if, if anyone, I I spent my grandfather took me out in the woods morel mushroom hunting when I was I started doing that when I was five. My mom got me a, a Boy Scout canvas pup tent and camp gear. Then I started camping out and building fires and cooking with my friends, you know, when I was 10, uh, unless, you know, unless it was pitch dark or, you know, a blizzard or a downpour, you, you weren't going to find me in the house. So I've been out there. I've, I've gone to South Manitou Island and hiked it and camped there. I've, I've lived in Gaylord for three and a half years. I've seen elk in the wild, birds and bugle. I, I know I'm not a hunter, but I do, I do some shore fishing and I do, Morel hunting and camping, and I know animals. I know the animals we have. Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard, like I said, with the exception of a moose, I've seen and heard every damn animal there is in this state. I saw a bobcat. I didn't hear it. It ran across the road in front of me when I was driving. I had my windows up, so I don't think it was making any sound anyway. But pretty much everything else, I know what they sound like. And if anyone... Similar to me, anyone who's got outdoor experience at all had been standing there where I was, they'd be telling me the same thing. I don't know what it was, but I know what it was. You know? Well, you know, and I, I guess um, I guess that's a great way to wrap it up. That's a, yeah. that's a pretty yep. profound statement. And... Wow, I actually got profound. I'm going to mark this down. That would be a first. I'm glad we recorded it. <laughs> that, uh, that's a great way to end it because, I mean, uh, unless you have any other experiences, um, you know, this. Now, there was this one little weird thing I was going to mention. It, it's not yeah. related. It's an aside. It's a, and it's, it's, it's almost certainly nothing. I just found it odd. Go it, ahead. It, it isn't anything related to this, what, what we were talking about. But it's, when I was. But back when I first remembered this, and I had gone through and done the Google Map thing and done the screenshots and marked things off like I did when I emailed those to you. Oh, of the same area. And Yeah, yeah. I, I had already done that once before, but that phone got destroyed, and so I didn't have any of those images, so I had to go back and do it again. Um, but when I did it the first time, when I did Google Earth the first time, just panning around the area and looking for good shots, I stumbled across an area called, I was either Wendigo Circle or Wendigo Point. Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, just not more than five miles, maybe south and a little east of 
this property. And I thought, when did go point or circle? Maybe it was like, what the hell? So I looked, I tried to Google it and there was no reviews. There was, it existed, but there was like no information on it. Like, you know, no was it a campsite? Was it a, was, was it a resort? Was it a, it was, it, it was virtually it, it, like it was on Google, but just, there was really nothing to say about it on the, on the site. I thought it was odd. Like I said, not connected, but just the Wendigo thing. You know, it pops in your head. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so this time when I was getting those pictures ready for you to have a little frame of reference, you know, uh-huh. I scanned over where I thought that was and I couldn't find it. And I kept scanning and I, and I, I started from Remus and went back toward the property. I started from Blanchard and went back toward the property. I started from Blanchard, went all the way over to 66, which is five miles past the property. I went all over that area because I know it so well that I can go up in the air like that and still know where I am. Right. And I kept zooming out and back in, and you zoom into a certain point, and names of things pop up, you know, on Google Earth. I couldn't find it. I may have missed it. I may have scrolled past it, but it, it wasn't there at all. It, it didn't show up at all that I noticed. And when I tried to Google it again, I couldn't find it. So now it's not there. So that's oh, a weird thing. Wow. That is kind of weird. <laughs> so honestly, anybody out there, you know, any any of the uncomfortable folks out there, or you yourself, Eric, if you want to go to a Google Earth, just type in Blanchard, Michigan, or Remus, Michigan. If you type if you type in Remus, Michigan, you're going to want to work your way north from that. But just in that wooded area. Between Blanchard and Remus on Google Map, there used to be something that said, I think it was Wendigo Circle. I swear I thought it said Wendigo Point, but I think, you know, I couldn't find it. And I know, when I Googled it last night or the night before, I couldn't even find, there's there's Wendigo Park or there's something, places like that in Michigan, but nowhere near where where, where I was at. Not this, nowhere near that part of the state. And, and it's just vanished. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know if it was not popular or what, but like I said, a totally unrelated thing, probably nothing, but I found it odd and interesting. I thought I'd throw it in there. Well, it certainly makes you wonder why that uh, area was named that. Yeah. And the thing is, I, like I said, it's, excuse me, we moved there when I was nine and uh, I moved, didn't move away from there until I was uh, 50. So we're roughly seven years we lived in that area. And continue to go back, and I, I never heard of it then. I never came across it or heard anybody mention it at any point throughout all the years I've been going there or living there. You know, and then there it was, and then, then there it wasn't. <laughs> you know, maybe I missed it. Maybe it is there. I, I, I mean, I spent a longer amount of time than anybody should spend fiddling around on Google Earth trying to find this damn thing, but uh, I couldn't. So. If you want to dig into it or take a look when you got some spare time or anybody out there knows anything, I'd, I'd be interested in. I'd be interested in knowing what the hell it is. It's probably just a park. Maybe it went no funding for it and it just went under. I don't know. I just. Yeah. Like uncomfortable said, uh, listeners. If you want to do a little bit of crowdsourcing here, if anybody can find that location, that would be uh, that would be an interesting addition to uh some some photos to add to the Instagram post when this uh, this episode releases. Absolutely, thanks, man. Yeah, and and uh, you know any information on it? That anybody that knows anything, you know, you know how to put, get in contact with me, Eric. You know, let Absolutely. me know. Absolutely, you know, I, I know it's nothing booga booga or or, or spooky dooky. I, I I doubt it's anything. It's just just it's just odd, and I'm. It, it's really got my curiosity up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as the whatever the hell happened to me that night, but, but it's, it's, it's up there. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that was a, that was a cool little addition there at the, uh, at the end. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's that, one of the things I made a note of to, uh, to mention. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just an odd thing. One has nothing to do with the other. It's just, you know, you know, being a being a cryptid and, and a high strangeness uh, fan, I, I, I when I saw Wendigo, 
Wendigo Circle, I swear it was Wendigo Circle or Wendigo Point. I'm sorry, I can't be for sure. But yeah. when I saw that, I, I, of course, got my antennas up right away. Wow. And not being able to find it is really, really getting under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for having reached out to me and uh, let's, you know, getting this put together. Um, very interesting stuff. And like I said uh, earlier, I you know just because it's not a eyes on, yeah, it walked out in front of me, and you know it was this color, and I could see its eyes and its face. I think these things are all they all have value in that it's an odd experience. There was a certain feel that you you experienced when it happened. There were some other things that were going on like the lack of sound, the the total dead silence in, in all the wildlife around there that are so common with so many other reports of being around these creatures. And, uh, you know, can we say it was? No, because you didn't see it, and I wasn't there. And But, you know, it, it does fall into line uh, very similarly with a lot of other people's experiences. Well, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I, I ruled out the prosaic. I ruled out the known. I mean, any any hunter, any anybody, like I said, outdoors person, has been out doing that long enough. You know, you know the sounds. And I can't even explain how this, I mean, of all the times for somebody not to just stay up a little longer, you know, yeah. and be chilling out with me. You know? <laughs> of course, it has to be just me. And I... I can't help that, you know. It was just me. But there you have it. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, too. Appreciate it. It was fun. Glad to be a part of it. All right, sir. Have a good night. You, too. Bye. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your experience. So email me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com If you enjoy the show, then leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Share the show with your friends. Share the show on social media. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All at Uncomfortable Podcast. And until next week, my friends, stay uncomfortable.